Welcome back to Room 501 with me, Reece Saunders. Joining me in the warehouse it, for the Barrel of Destiny is none other than KJ. Hello, KJ. How are you? I'm fantastic, Reese. Thank you for having me. This is a very interesting podcast. Uh, yeah, it, it is. I mean, uh, it's it's not derivative of any TV show that um, I've ever watched. Um <laughs> Or, or any YouTube channel on a certain website, on a certain channel. No, I've, this is completely original. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, the concept is, uh, as always, new listeners, uh, you have five things that you dislike or hate, and you have to convince me that they deserve to burn in the barrel of destiny. Um, I, I mean, some of the picks I've had, I've had ants, I've had mint chocolate, uh, rude people. It differs what we have, uh, but honestly, th- this list really intrigues me uh, as to what you've picked. Honestly, I, I-, I cannot wait for this. <laughs> this should be fun. This should be a lot of fun. <laughs> and I'm just gonna put this out there. Anything goes. Anything yeah, goes. Uh, I just, I just want people to know. I, I don't expect any hate mail coming to me after this because I'm not very kind on this list. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you have any problems uh, with uh, KJ's list, please send all of it to Harper Milo. At Harper Milo, he will deal with all of it. So uh, <laughs> we'll just just get Liam into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, KJ, the barrel bin is in front of you. Uh, what is the first thing you would like to throw into the fire? Uh, oh boy. So uh, I haven't ranked these, right? So um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw. I don't need to rank these, right? No, 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 no. Not at all. They could just go in any order. Okay, so since you said ants, I'll start off with um, an insect as well. Uh, Mosquitoes. I think they are absolutely the most useless creatures on Earth. They don't deserve to live. They they only cause discomfort. They spread malaria. They spread uh, all sorts of diseases. And uh, I hate them. I hate them with every fiber of my being. One bite could perhaps lead me into days of just constantly itching and hurt and pain and discomfort, and they are the most useless creatures on Earth. I completely agree. Mosquito, I mean, tell me that any insect is pointless. I mean, they, they have no job. They have no They have no function Absolutely. in the natural Absolutely world. None. Absolutely none. You know what? I understand that bees, right? They, people say that, if bees were not in our ecosystem, we would the ecosystem would would sort of diminish and we'd all die and blah blah blah. Sure, keep the bees. I don't like insects. Like I don't I don't like flying things that can sting. I don't like that yes. because I, I've had a bad experience once before. And uh, you know, uh, mosquitoes. However, they're tiny. They're fucking just just. Oh, I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> you can't tell. You can't yeah, tell. This, I'm going to be really angry by the end of this podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm going to talk about five no. things I really hate. Oh my god. <laughs> no, what I think. What I think about this podcast is it actually is cathartic because you talk about it, and honestly, you feel so bad. I mean, I should start charging for like my my counseling services, but um, <laughs> but no, uh, the, uh, mosquitoes are absolutely pointless. Pointless things. I mean, they they. I said they have no. They have no function in life. All they do is fly around, making a stupid noise land exactly. on you bite exactly. you give you malaria as you said make you very ill and they are yeah there's absolutely pointless things i mean i said all things up fl- uh, all insects up fly now i am scared of moths oh okay uh, I, 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 know it's, I know it's a silly thing to be scared of but i'm terrified no. of moths 
No, 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 not at all. I, I'm telling you, I, I got, I got stung by a wasp in my sleep, right? Oh, so you can imagine, like, when you get stung in your sleep, you wake up in shock. You don't understand what's happening. I was in deep sleep, and I look at my hand, and this thing is just—it's still there on my on my finger, yeah. trying to break the the stinger off. It it breaks it. I'm still trying to understand if I'm dreaming or why I, I'm feeling this excruciating pain. And so now, anytime you know, even flies. If I don't, if I see a fly just whiz by me, I I panic. I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know. <laughs> so, oh no, I I get what you mean. Yeah, I get. I, yeah. I completely agree. But mosquitoes. Uh, you know what? Not just mosquitoes, uh, KJ. I'm gonna put all flying insects into. Sure. It, you, you can put all of them into the barrel bin if you want. Just pick them up and throw them in there because you sure. want one for one. Throw Gladly. them in there. Gladly. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I completely agree. They are absolutely pointless, pointless things. I mean, uh, I, I've never touched one. I've never been stung by a wasp or a bee, but I've had a friend done it, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, she was in a lot of pain. And oh. me being the caring person that I am, I did laugh to begin with. Right. Yeah. And then re- <laughs> as you, no, do. I did laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was like the the way she was flailing about. It was hilarious. And then I realised, like, like two minutes later, oh shit. She is actually in pain. I should actually try and help her. Oh no! <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I, I did the nice thing. So the, it was it was a wasp. So I got the wasp away, and then I saw the stinger. And being a nice friend that I am, I actually pulled it out. Ah, uh, yeah, I had to do that myself, and it it, it was ugh, it was excruciating. And uh, again, where I live, we don't really have um, wasps, hornets, things of that nature here. And yeah. this this happened in London when I was living in London, and it I, I could tell you the story actually. It, it was um, I was it was I was up really late at night. It was perhaps maybe one or two a.m. I was watching some TV show, and the window next to my my bed was open, and I see I see a wasp fly in and land on my lamp, and that's the only light besides my laptop that was on, and so I was like, oh shit, there's a wasp here. So I tried to shoot it out. It doesn't. It doesn't leave. Um, I keep trying to shoot out. In, in within that time, a second wasp flew in. I was like, "Oh fuck, another two here." So I'm trying to. I'm trying to shoot two of these these little shits out, and I just keep going, going, going. About five minutes later, there's a third one. I was like, "Oh jeez, okay, they just they're they're coming in hordes." So I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what to do now, but I have to close this window because they just keep coming in." So I close the window, and from about three a.m. till seven a.m., I'm trying to kill. <laughs> three wasps in my room right now i sort of jumped ahead with what i told you uh early in this podcast yeah i i thought i killed three wasps and it was done what i didn't realize is there was a fourth one in the in in the room trying to trying to take revenge (laughs) for his fallen brothers sisters whatever fuck they were and so and i sleep without a shirt so i was i was asleep And the this I felt something in my sleep on my chest, and you know, instinctively I tried to just you know brush it away, and in doing so, it it stung my finger and on my my left finger, my ring finger, and it uh, my left hand rather, and and it it just it stung me. I I sat up like the fucking Undertaker, and I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> And, and, oh, I love it! And I look at my hand, and this thing is still there, trying to break the stinger off. I was like, "This thing just killed itself, just to to cause me pain and torture." 
and then it 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 yeah. jumped, it, it broke the stinger off, and I'm just looking at my finger. I was like, "The fuck is this?" And then it 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 literally just did like a kamikaze suicide dive off my bed onto the floor, and and it just like it it died. And I'm looking at this thing. I was like, "Oh my god, I have to pull this thing out now." And I pull it out, and it was like white, like I've never yeah. seen it before. The toxin was just white, and and my finger within minutes was just swollen. And it was just, it was terrible because it was, um, it was the first day of, uh, of Ramadan and you're supposed to be fasting from sunrise to sunset. And I was supposed to be fasting, but on the first day I couldn't because I, I had to take medication. <laughs> so it, it oh, technically no. it ruined my religion is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so these things are sent by the devil. I, I've just proven it. It's sent by the yes. devil. Because it's trying to stop me from practicing my religion. There you go. I've I've deduced that there. Oh, but just before we move on, though, I just want to say, start watching Babe Station at one o'clock in the morning. and The wasp won't come in there, will there? Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, t- turn off the turn off the porn. I should. And I should, won't come in. I I should have thought of that, but what I was watching was great, and it's just you know you're in that mood, you don't want to stop. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, when, when you see the shake of the phone, Jesus Christ, you 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 fucking uh, you, you transfix on it. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh god that's not for personal experience um so we move on to pick, pick number two what is the second thing you'd like to throw into the barrel bin okay Jay. okay so I, i've got a characteristic that i want to throw into this this uh, pit of fire let's say um it's it's when someone comes up to me and says hey listen i need to talk to you and i'd be like all right what's it about I'd be like no no i'll tell you later it's like oh Oh, Why? fucking hell, yes. Why would you do that to me? The amount of anxiety that you've just put with it, with that one <laughs> sentence is just, it makes me tremble and want to kill you. I Oh, God, I, it's the worst thing you could hear. And I'm sure people listening to this will, will relate because it's just the absolute worst thing, isn't it? It's like, oh, well, it what is. is it about? Do you want to tell me? Is it about me? Is it about someone else? Like, no, no, I'll tell you later. It's like fucking give me give me a heads up so I'm not sitting here anxiously just waiting. Yep, I completely agree. I had it at work, so uh, my, my my boss did this. My boss, got, uh, I come to work at uh, about ten o'clock in the in the morning. I was on the late shift, and I come in, uh-huh. and my boss says, um, "Before you start, can I have a word?" And they're going, "Well, okay, yeah, I've got I've got like ten minutes free to to a chat." And she went, "I don't know, we'll we'll talk at your break." But my break was until like two. So I'm thinking, uh-huh. so for four hours, oh. I'm standing there thinking, like, am I getting sacked? What the fuck have I done? Have I hit, have I, have I, have I hit a child on accident? Have I, <laughs> what, <laughs> what have I done? So I'm sitting there going, oh, panicking. Gets to yeah. my break, and I go, I'm, I'm sweaty, my, my chest is, my, my heart is pounding. I come out, my boss went, uh, you just let you know, you got to put two pound in for Kerry's birthday. I went, you oh. bitch. I didn't mean to call my boss a bitch. I just went, "You bitch!" She went, what? I went for four hours. I've sat in that room, yeah, quiet. The children keep asking me what's wrong with me, and I can't. And, and I said, "Look, Becky scared me," and <laughs> and and all it was was putting two penny for someone's birthday. You horrible person. That is such a went, bad thing to do. Oh, it is because because I was just absolutely terrified that I was going to get sacked. I, I I thought I did something without realizing that I did. So yeah, I completely agree with you. 
those yeah. people that do that to, and also i think there's some people that actually get a kick out of it as well oh my my dad loves to do that my father is just a master <laughs> and i feel like now he does it because he knows it, it winds me up so he'll 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 say it and it, it, sometimes he won't even ever get back to me with it he just he keeps me in a constant state of anxiety just to see you know does do i still have a feeling within within me you know what why uh, it's just uh, i don't understand he, he'll come to me like i need to talk to you I'd be like yeah sure what he would be like no not now i'll be like okay what's it about he's like i'll tell you when we talk i'll be like well can you just tell me he's like no i told you we'll talk about it together i was like oh, did they do it in a voice that puts a fear in you my, my mom does it to yeah. me yeah my, 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 i was i was coming home from a, i was coming from a local wrestling show um in wolverhampton right and um I just saw Trent Seven you know, deathmatch. It was class, and right. um, so I, I, I get a phone. I got a text on my phone from mom saying, um, "When you get back, we need to have a chat." I'm there going, "Right, my room is tidy." <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't took any like food from the from, from the fridge or kitchen that was that was safe for somebody. What have I done wrong? So I'm there going, like I'm panicking. But the worst before I could text back, my phone died. Oh so, no. So, so it's half eleven. I've got to get from Wolverhampton to to uh, Birmingham, where I live. So I get I, I get a, a lift back with my friend. I get into the house. It's about it's about midnight at this point. And my mom's in the living room. So I've come in and I went, "What what 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 what's happened?" She went, "Oh nothing. It's okay. I just wanted to make sure you were home safe." I'm there going, "What the hell, man? <laughs> you could have just said make just make just make sure you get home safe no you make you make panic like something's happened at the house we need to talk about something serious but no it's to make sure i got home safely i'm 25 oh, years god. of age oh god <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, but the worst thing was there was none of this concern when i got absolutely drunk when i got paralytic drunk on my 23rd birthday right and, and i turned and, and there was not there was none of this concern when i turned up she just went I, i'll go next one she went i'm ashamed of you i went i ain't got a minute yet I, I nearly die in McDonald's, <laughs> and all you care about is me being a little bit sick on the bathroom, bathroom floor, which I cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> so I completely, I completely agree with you. People who do that, they deserve, they deserve to have it. Um, they deserve to go into the bin. I completely yeah. agree with you. Yeah. 100%. Burn them all. <laughs> yes. Please, please. <laughs> so you're two for two. Um, I will admit I'm a bit of a pushover. Right. Okay. When it comes to this, I mean, like, <laughs> well, I, 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 keep... I believe I believe my my uh, arguments and my the points and the reason why I've said these things. Uh, you may not agree with the next one, but you know, I I, I do feel like, you know, I've, I've I've presented a decent case for my two two points so far. I mean, you have. I mean, I would let you with just a little one. I did one with Assad Abbas and right. um... fake fake Assad, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the worst Assad. Assad, yes, and <laughs> I, I, I can say that he's, you know, he's he's not really a friend. He just he just always phones me, and I have to talk to him. Oh, but um, those acquaintances, Ugh. put down. Not really. List. I don't. Well, no, because I, I took him to a wrestling show, and he just I, I was really I was ready to leave him. But um, <laughs> honestly, but he walked into. Oh, I just let you. He walked into a wooden post, not looking where he was going, and he gave himself a concussion. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite incident with with Assad Abbas is um, he. Uh, I was working a Manchester show, uh, I believe it was Edge, and uh, he 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 was the first in line to enter the the comedy store, and I was working tickets, 
And yeah. I could see he was ready to say something to me. He had planned it from... He lives in Birmingham, right? <laughs> he's so, he's yes. told me this. <laughs> yeah, he's told so me he, this. <laughs> I can't believe he lives in Birmingham. And he was just... Yeah, yeah, sure yeah. He was practicing it on the train over to Manchester. He was thinking, okay, I'm going to say this, this, this. Boom. Going to lay him flat. Oh, it's going to be perfect. Everyone's going to clap, cheer. I'm going to be the, the talk of the town. And he comes in. He fucking fumbles his line immediately. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, what? What, what did you say? He's like, ah, nothing. <laughs> when he told me that, yeah, I could have I could I just went, you fucked up that badly. <laughs> and I understand. I understand the pressure, right? Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I was, I was working, uh, I, I, I usually do production for, so I started with my friend Miles Galloway. Um, I, I was doing, uh, production i guess you could call it so it's producing the the interviews wwe interviews when we uh, we went for wrestlemania um through that i started working with inside the ropes and uh, i did some of the production for itr when uh we would go for SummerSlam. so kenny and i would fly for some for SummerSlam, and i'd do the production there and uh so uh when i when i reached toronto last year kenny was stuck in new york and I had to I had to step up and do the interviews, and yeah. I was I was shitting it because fourteen hour or seventeen hour notice before you know speaking to wrestlers and actually you know interacting with them and you know sort of playing along whatever we have to do and so it was nerve wracking it was extremely nerve wracking. I don't understand why Asad Abbas was so nervous talking to me because I'm a nobody, right? <laughs> I understand. I, 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 like if you're in my position and speaking to wrestlers who are on TV and millions of people know them, that is nerve wracking. Why yep. did you fumble that that line or that that joke that you had? Asad? I don't. I just don't understand it. <laughs> I can. I completely agree. I mean, like I. But I had it when I first went. Uh, I, I went to um, a what culture show in Milton Keynes, <laughs> and I remember meeting Ricochet, and I couldn't right. speak to him. I couldn't really? speak to Ricochet. I was that nervous. And he just comes out, he pulls me over, and we just had, he said, look, it's okay. I mean, like, dude, you're like the, my favorite wrestler at the yeah. uh, at that time he was. He was just incredible. And he just said, no, thank you, man. And we started talking. Like, he made me feel comfortable. And that, I think that's what they do. But when he told me that story, I couldn't stop laughing at him. But the Assad thing, he's though, when he did his list, he picked a Pokemon uh-huh. Jigglypuff. And what? I, I wanted to put it in, but I knew it would piss him off if he only got four. <laughs> So I didn't put it in there just to spite him. And he, to this day, we did it in September. He keeps arguing with me to put Jigglypuff in there. And I keep saying no, because I know it annoys you. And what hurts, <laughs> what hurts him more is I got all of mine in. Right. And uh, our friend Liam got all of his in, but he didn't get Jigglypuff in. He will not let it go. And it's brilliant. It just gives me such joy to mess with him. So... I mean, he's, yeah, he's, I he's, a, a, he's a wonderful lad. I, I absolutely adore that yeah. guy. He's, he's, he's great. I just, I, oh, I, give, I, I mean, like to he, give him, I like to give him a lot of shit, though. Oh, yeah, no, that, that's the thing. So we, he is, he is, I will class him as one of my best friends. And oh, well, okay. we speak, we speak all on the phone every week or near enough every couple of days, speak to each other. And um, I, <laughs> I was walking to football last night and I twisted, I, I've, I've really hurt my ankle. And I was on the phone to him, and we're just talking, and all you hear is me shake fuck bollocks cock, and him go, bad up, you pussy. (laughs) 
And I just went, oh, thanks, man. Thank you. I can count on you for support and love. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah. F- fuck you, Abbas. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a great friend. He helped me a lot. But we move on to your item number three. So what, what is your one that you don't think I will put in there? Okay, so this it, it depends because I'm okay. So I I don't drink alcohol, right? I'm I'm not a drinker, <clears throat> but I I spend a lot of time around people who drink. I've spent a lot of time in bars. In fact, the first time I ever went to a bar was at the age of fourteen, and it, I I shouldn't have been there. I wasn't allowed, <laughs> but I was in there with my friends who were also underage. Uh, I, I however I was the youngest one there, and I looked. I mean. <laughs> I look young now, and you can imagine when I was 14, I probably looked like eight or nine. You know, I barely had any facial hair, nothing. It was so, uh, you know, I really, I really questioned the people in charge there, but, you know, yeah. I digress. The, the thing that I want to put on this list are when drunk people get overly affectionate. Oh, oh, I, oh no. I, I just can't. I can't do it. I'm, I'm sitting there sober, and I'm. You know, I, I'm rarely very emotional. I it, and when I say rarely, maybe once every five years, eight years, something like that. You know, I'm just it's just that's how I am, right? And and when my friends get drunk, and they want to hug me and give me sloppy kisses on the cheek, especially the guys, it's like, dude, let's not do this. It's like, man, I love you, man. You know, I really appreciate you, and you know, you're like my best friend, and you suddenly become everyone's best friend. It's like. Ugh. God, dude, I met you like three weeks ago. I barely know. You. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have your number yet. I text you on Instagram. Um, this is a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> and and yeah, and it's that you know. I just cannot stand it when people get overly affectionate when they drink. So I'm I'm putting that on the list. Um, you're asking me to put you're you're asking me to put myself in the bin. Oh no! Do you go around telling people that you absolutely I'm, love them and kiss right. them? And no, I don't. I don't kiss them. I don't do that one. Okay. Uh, but I do get. <laughs> we do. I do get affectionate. We give each other hugs and shit like that. And um, I mean, when I get drunk, mm-hmm. I tend to break out. Oh god, I'm gonna take. Yeah, I'm gonna take the story. I tend to break out into song, okay. and for some reason. The song on my brain was the Mo Salah song. Okay. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a West Bromwich Albion fan, not a Liverpool fan at all. Right, right. But <laughs> for some reason, confused. oh yeah, for some reason, I started singing uh, Mo Salah, Mo Salah running down the wing with a bunch of mate to a bunch of Man United fans. Oh no. <laughs> and my friend had to come over and say, no, he's drunk. He doesn't know what he's doing." And I went, yeah, I'm drunk. And, I'm, and then I give my mate a, a hug and all that shit. And then, um, I, yeah, I am I am a very affectionate drunk. Um, I do tend to hug people. I mean, I have to claim my love for my for my friend my friend Matty many uh-huh. times drunk. Right. Um, I do call him a dickhead to his face when I'm sober. Right. When you're but sober. When right, I'm drunk. And when I'm drunk, it, it, it's lies. And. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But me and my friends, we're all like it, to be honest with you. We're all very affectionately drunk because, I mean, what? it's better to be an affectionate drunk than a horrible drunk. Yeah, well, the aggressive ones are, are absolutely terrible. Maybe maybe we should, yeah. maybe I should put those, the aggressive drunks. But 
uh, for me personally, for, through sober eyes, you know, I, I've not, I've not really had any encounters with people who are aggressive drunks. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, there have been incidences where people I know might have gotten into something with with people who are aggressive drunks, but it's for, the 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 affectionate thing has happened so many times with me that I'm I'm just like. Oh, Bro, I get it. You know, we're we're friends. I love you too, but we do we have to tell each other this right now? And I'm I'm sober, yeah. right? I'm absolutely yeah. stone cold sober. And so it's so awkward for me because it's like, oh, man, <laughs> come on. I don't want to have to tell you I love you because this is something like guys understand. We don't talk about this, you know? Yeah. Toxic toxic masculinity, I guess, is is the word that I should be using here. But it's it's like the the slobbery kisses and the the yeah. awkward uncomfortable like oh man I love you so much bro oh, and and then I have to say it because if I don't then they're kind of like hey man I said I love you why did you say it back it's like because I'm sober uh, and, and and I don't want to say it ah uh, see English people we just told we just tell you to fuck off so like if you come over to us and go oh I love you just just fuck off leave me alone. You'd be surprised. Uh, Most of these uh, situations have happened to me in England while I was living in London. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, fuck. I thought... Mike, uh, Mike oh, fuck. if you're listening to this for by any chance, I, I haven't forgotten, Mike. I love you, but I why'd you make <laughs> me say it so many times? I get that. No, my, I, I, my best friend, and mm-hmm. I've only said I love you to my best friend once. So bad. Right. And that was his. That was my best man speech. Okay. That's yeah, and the only that's time, the only time it's acceptable. To yeah. me, that's I, the only time that's acceptable. Yeah, we 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 are aware that we have feelings. Strong, yeah. we, you know. We, we you know we we have that brotherly bond and stuff like that. I've known since yeah. we was eleven. We know right. that, but it, it it's it's the unspoken rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between, exactly. I mean, I said it is the unspoken. Rule. Yes, you can love another man. As a friend, yeah. me can love yeah. another man uh, 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 in that way as well. But Whatever saying, as way a friend, you, want, you can yeah. love him. Yeah, exactly. You can love him, but you just keep it to yourself. You keep what you do. You build a shrine in your house to that person. You keep it there. Yeah, yeah. As a straight man, <laughs> you should only yes. declare your love for another straight man if they're dying or if you're trying to get them married to a girl and you know the best man duties. That those yeah. are the only times I personally think it is socially acceptable to tell another man that you love him. Yeah, personally. I'm so torn on this one because I understand where you're coming from. I really do. Mm-hmm. Okay, p- put put yourself in my shoes, right? Imagine, imagine you're sitting here sober right now, and Asada Bas came up to you, and be like, "Hey, man, I love you." You'd be I'd like, "Time to fuck off." Yeah. See? Yeah. So, so <laughs> that's the position I'm in. <laughs> That's the bit where it's just like, all right, bro, fuck off. Come on. Are we doing this again? And the thing is, you can't. You can't tell them to fuck off because they're drunk and they're emotional and they're telling you, I love you, man, because I really feel it right now and I really would tell you I love you. It's like, okay, bro, get it. But I, I, I think yeah. I've told Asad I, I loved him when I've been drunk, though. Yeah. And, and you know, fuck. I wonder how he felt. Oh, he, he tried to kiss me. I said, no, Asad. No, no yeah, please. Yeah, he seems like um, like yeah, he, he tried to he tried to spoon me. Um, I said, "I said, come on, come on." Yeah, he's just taking advantage um, of you at that point. Yeah, this is a man who I believe got drunk on water. At, when we watched SummerSlam together. Um, 
No, I kid you not. We're watching Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler, and Goldberg killed him, and Assad peaked. Like he oh, looked wow. like he looked like. I mean, he, I I drank quite a bit that night, and oh. I was nowhere near as energetic or drunk acting like Assad was when Goldberg killed Ziggler. So <laughs> Goldberg Ziggler, I was at that SummerSlam. I just remembered. I just rub it in. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 my memory is so bad. I don't. I don't remember these things often, so I'm, I'm kind of happy that I remembered it right now. But yeah, I apologize. No, sorry. no, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm really glad you remembered it because I was supposed to have tickets for that. I couldn't fucking go. Um, no, no. I bought tickets for it, and then my boss wouldn't grab me my holiday, so I'm oh. fuming. Um, but yeah, no. I'm torn. I really am because I understand why. Because I would put it in. If I was when I'm, if I was well, I am sober. If I was sober, yeah. um, it's, it's it's just gone half twelve in here. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to start drinking. One o'clock, okay. maybe. <laughs> um, okay, would we would we be able to put um, obnoxious drunks or, or angry drunks or violent drunks? Could we put them in instead? No, because that wasn't your pick. Don't don't, don't try don't try okay, and okay, compromise. I, I don't know how this works, so I'm just asking. Yeah. Do you know what? Because I I know that I would tell them to fuck off and leave me alone if I was sober and they go up to me and do that, then do you know what? Even though I act like this when I'm drunk and I have I'm I am I have done this, the, you can have affectionate drunks in the bed. Yeah Take that aside of bus uh, and your jigglypuff piss. <laughs> I hate jigglypuff. I mean still gotta get five to rub it in his face. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty but, sure I, I get I get the next two. No, okay. So yeah, three, three. For, I mean, that that one pained me because you just basically threw me in there. Um, well, I, I would, I would. If you're drunk, I would tell you that I love you too. But do I, do I mean it as much as I would no. if I was, if I was intoxicated as well? Probably not. But yeah. No. No, I, 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 I just look at you. I just go liar. Um... <laughs> and you, and you wouldn't be wrong. Exactly. I just go, you know what? You platonically love me, but you don't really love me, dear. You don't <laughs> love me enough. So, <laughs> uh, so we, we move on to item number four. What is the fourth thing you'd like to throw into the to the bin? The fourth thing, I think this shouldn't come as any surprise to anyone who knows my, my football proclivities, I would say. Um, Manchester City. Manchester City. I fucking hate that club with every fiber of my being and let me explain why you know there are football rivalries i'm a manchester united fan um uh, we i understand <laughs> we have a lot of haters as well rightfully so sometimes <laughs> however manchester city this club I, I live in abu dhabi okay abu dhabi the home of etihad, etihad the home of man city the home of man city yes the sponsor of fucking manchester city when this club, uh, Reese, you're you're the you're good with dates and stuff. When when did Manchester yep. City come back to prominence? Uh, you know what year it was? well, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay, two thousand eight. They came back in. They were purchased by the Sheikh of Abu Dhabi. A lot of money was pumped in. Bought a lot of players, and suddenly Manchester City became this this club that everyone saw a resurgence of. No one even knew Manchester had a second club in manchester <laughs> for maybe a hundred years <laughs> and suddenly baby blue pile of shit 
rises from nowhere, frankly. And it comes yep. into prominence. It's in the Premier League. And suddenly they're winning. They're defeating all the teams. And all these fucking glory hunters in the city that I live. The biggest teams over here were always Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United. And there were some Arsenal fans. Liverpool was big. Uh, Inter Milan and AC Milan. These were all the teams. I've literally named every team that was big and prominent in the world of football in the city I live. And suddenly, out of nowhere, everyone suddenly became a Manchester City fan. And I said, yep. to hell with each and every one of you who have no loyalty to a club. That's for one. And secondly, all of you can eat a bag of shit because all this money just got pumped into this one club. And I will, I will admit, the year of Aguero, that year... That 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 was yeah. the most dramatic fina- finish to 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 any Premier League, ever. I would say. Yeah, it was I, like, I, I I agree. Yeah, it it came, 2012. Yeah. It yeah it, it it looked like it was from a fucking movie, right? It it could have been if it was put in a movie, you'd you'd watch that and you'd say, this is too fake, this cannot happen in real life. <laughs> it's it's one of those things, right? And yeah. and it happened in real life. And it was it was an outstanding moment. You know, it pains me to say it because of how much I hate that club. But I've 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 been to a Manchester United Manchester City game uh, in Wembley for the Community Shield, and yep. I I got tickets only on the Man City side. So oh no! I'm sitting surrounded by fucking pricks, right? And. <laughs> Now, I will admit, it was box tickets, so they were really fancy. There was a buffet, and, you know, the seats were great. It was, it was excellent, excellent stuff, right? However, yep. the crowd around me was just abysmal. So, um, uh, this is, again, when I was living in London, uh, 2012, it would have been? No, 2011. I can't remember exactly. My, my memory is garbage. But I was I was in <laughs> London, and, and the Community Shield, United City, um, and two two people flew from here, from Abu Dhabi to London to watch this game. And they had a spare ticket and my they were my dad's friends. And my dad said, Hey, my son's a fan. Do you mind giving him the third ticket? And they're like, Yeah, sure. We'll you know, we'll contact him, he can come with us. I was like, Alright, cool. Met these two gentlemen, they're like, Hey, nice to meet you. Yeah, we're friends of your dad, etc. I go and uh I sit down and they're like, so uh, what team do you support? And I said, well, hi, <laughs> Manchester United. They're like, oh, okay. We kind of knew that, but, you know, we ho- we're hoping you would maybe sway and, you know, say that you like Man City. I said, well, if I'm being frank, I absolutely detest this team. <laughs> and, and, and they were a bit like, what? I was like, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to say it out loud. And I was told I'm not allowed to wear a Man United jersey, but, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you guys. So, nah, I'm okay. I'm not going to switch sides. And they're like, uh, okay, fine. Man City go up 2-0 after the first half. And these guys were rubbing it in. They were like, ha-ha, it's not too late to change. Ha-ha, ha-ha, he-he-he, pricks. And then yep. um, I believe Chris Smalling scored the first goal. Um, I can't remember who the second goal was scored by in the second half. But um, there was a second goal scored and scores were even. And the thing is, when the, when United scored the first goal, I had to hold every every inch of my being back from jumping and, and screaming, right? But I see I see four people on Man City side 
get up and cheer. I was like, oh shit, I'm not alone. Okay, cool. First goal scored, they stood up. I didn't do anything. Second goal scored, I stood up and I yelled. And these guys were like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I was like, yes, yes, go on, lads, go on, lads. I became English suddenly. I don't know how. Like, yeah, come on, fucking get it in, mate. All right, yeah, get in. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, oh, Vincent, and then Vincent Company fucked up. And Nani, uh, it, it was a delight to see Nani play, honestly. I, I You don't understand yeah. how this guy moves until you actually see him. And Luis Great Nani, player. Just oh, fantastic! When when he was when he played well, he played outstanding, and yeah, he took the ball away from he, he took away from Vincent Company and and ran across uh, Lescott and and scored the third goal, giving United the win. And I was I was just over the moon, screaming yeah yeah, and I had food poisoning just days before that. This food poisoning was completely out of my system for this game, <laughs> and and these two gentlemen. They were so annoyed and so mad that they're sitting there and they're like, hey, man, okay, uh, are you going to stay? I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch them hoist the trophy. Uh, the, sorry, the shield. <laughs> yeah, I have to. And they're like, all right, we're leaving. And they just left me in a place. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know how I got there. I didn't know how to get back home from Wembley. And they just, they, they fucked off, these pricks. And, and I mean, I call them pricks. They gave me a spare ticket for free. But, you know, they, they were... <laughs> They're sore losers, I'll say. And uh, yeah. yeah, they they called my dad after, like, your son's a dickhead. He was, like, cheering and screaming. And my dad's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, they're fucking assholes because they're trying to get me to root for the other team. So anyway, so their fans are just shitty people overall as well. And uh, and yeah, the, the, the club, I just, you know, the club wouldn't be so bad without the fucking shitty fans that they have. And their their celebration as well is so dumb. Where why would you turn your backs and jump on your team? Well, like the, there makes no sense to me. It's it, it's from they, they played the team in Poland. They play they played Lech Poznan, and that's Lech Poznan fans did that. So basically, they just they stole it from them. They took uh, yes, I know. They 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 stole all the fucking players from yeah. Arsenal. They took all the fans from Chelsea, and they stole the celebration yes. from from another team. So yeah, this is a team full of fucking imposters. You know, if you play Among uh, Us, you kill these. Yes, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, definitely. Oh, I'm, I love Among Us. Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. Um, it was um. Just, just I, I did some looking. Just it was a 2011 Community uh, Shield final. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, but no, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's a bit like how how they how the fans were with you, like your, your dad's friends trying to make you do it. It's like when I when I watched. Uh, it's not the magnitude of Man United versus Man City by no means, but I went to, I went to uh, a pub and I went mm-hmm. to go watch um, West Brom versus Birmingham. Right. Uh, it's kind. Of, it's 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 kind of derby. It, it, where I live, it's not as big as West Brom versus Villa or West Brom versus Wolves. Right. And I play football. I, I used to play football with a, with a Blues fan, and he just kept phoning me. Uh, when Blues went two, Blues went two one up. He, he phoned me when they went the second. We're going ah, you shit and all that. And they're going, right. fuck's sake, insufferable bastard. And then <laughs> we, we we ended up winning three two. Charlie Austin scored. An absolute beauty. And what happened was, oh, wow, there was awesome. at this pub, there's about mm-hmm. 30 Albion fans around me. So what I did was I phoned him, and all 30 Albion fans go, ah, you cunt! Ah! <laughs> 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 and um, he, and he, he, you did the right thing, yeah. Yeah, he did. T- he, did he, he, has, he, he um, so yeah, he, he didn't like 
When he, when he saw him a football on, on the, the Monday, oh, did we let him? Did we let him have it? <laughs> so Char- Charlie Oss's celebration is just he put his fingers behind his ears and right. stood there. So it's, I mean, it, it's five. It's five aside. I don't care. I scored and I just stood there in front of him, put my fingers in my ears. All the Albion fans come around me, put our fingers in there behind our ears. And he just stood there and went, <laughs> "Fuck's sake!" But yeah, no, I completely agree. I've had. I've had Villa fans try and tell me oh, I've got to support Villa because they're they're better. No, no, you just live in the past. You live in 1982. Yeah. That's why you and think that, you're good. And that's uh, look. I, I will admit that's that's a that's a major criticism of United fans as well. It's like you know we have a lot of history, but we've worked towards that history to to be able to you know have bragging rights all the time. So. If when people say that, oh yeah, you live in the past. Well, yeah, because we worked to to establish that from our past. I understand we have our shortcomings now, and I understand why people are like, oh yeah, you, United fans, they just want to talk about the past. About but yeah, sure. But we've worked to get there. That's why we talk about it. But yeah. again, I, I digress. Uh, City fans are shit. They're just shitty people. I hate them. I hate the club. Yeah. I hate the fact that they, you know. Sp- had that spectacular win uh, in the Premier League that year. It's just, I hate them. I hate them all. So, yeah. No, I, I, I'm going to put them in. Um, I hate Man City. Uh, because... Thank you. That, they're just... Yeah, as you said, I mean, I, I've been to the Etihad um, right. a couple of times. And for a team to be as well supported as they are, there's a hell of a lot of empty seats. Yeah. <laughs> They couldn't afford um, after after buying everything else. They couldn't really afford to pay all the fans, you know. <laughs> and it's the worst atmosphere. It's one of the worst atmospheres I've been to. Uh, yeah. They're just they're just quiet. There's, they're, they're, I mean, the Albion. The, I think it was two and a half Albion fans. Two and a half, two and a half Albion fans. Yeah, we just cut a third <laughs> oh, person wow. in half. Yeah, no, there was two and a half thousand Albion fans that we took, and we just <laughs> we, we, the whole game we sang and we we was behind the team, and the city fans are just standing there. In their stovepipe hats and their three-piece suits, thinking that they're something, and they're not, yeah. and absolutely, path- absolutely pathetic. And I think it's a criticism of all big clubs. I will say this: all big, all big clubs that I've been to, i.e., United, uh, Liverpool, apart from no, no, take Liverpool out, United, City, Chelsea, Arsenal. Then there's no singing, there's no atmosphere. It's just quiet. That's strange because uh, we have we have quite a few songs. Uh, maybe not so much for our new new crop of talent, where we, <laughs> we struggle to find what song will keep Harry Maguire out of jail. But it's just it's, it's been a bit it's been it's been a bit rough um, recently. But we had yeah. the you know we had some awful songs. There was the Park G Sung song. Do you remember that? I one? love that. I love that song so much. It's a it's a great song, but it's so racist. I love- it's such uh, it, a racist it is. song. Oh, it is, but it, it, it's 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 racist to scout. No, it is racist to South Koreans as well, not just scousers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when because we me, my friend sang it for some uh-huh. reason. Yeah, to he sang it to because we just played football with a lad that was a Liverpool fan, and he started right. singing it to him, and I went, "What? Did, what did you just say?" <laughs> and and he sang it again. And I'm not gonna lie, I couldn't stop laughing. And there was a okay, I'll admit this, and then we'll move on because it's a really yeah. bad thing to admit. But I remember, I remember playing FIFA with my friend, uh-huh. and he was Man United, and I was Liverpool, and we would do like a tournament thing. 
Okay. And Liverpool, and Man- he was playing his game. And part of his song got the ball, and I just started singing the song. <laughs> I, I mean, I won't lie. I, I've sung the song as well. You know, I was, I was much younger back then, and obviously I didn't have the the intelligence that I do now to, to not say something like that, especially with the current climate, you know, it's, 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 it's very socially unacceptable to, to sing something of that nature. I will yeah. have to say it is a very catchy song for the wrong reasons, but oh, yeah. you know, uh, we, we've had, uh, we had the, we had a Van Persie song. We had a Nemanja Vidic song. We had uh, a Rio Ferdinand song. We had we had a lot of songs, you know. So I'm surprised to hear that. Um, one of the best atmospheres I went to was um, Upton Park, uh, West Ham, and yeah. uh, I mean I I say one of the best. It was it was <laughs> it was very scary because <laughs> my first time in such an environment, and I before I even enter the the stadium, people are being taken away in handcuffs. I was like, where the fuck am I? Is a Twilight Zone here? And it was, I mean, it was an experience because the, the gentleman sitting next to me, and again, didn't have side, didn't have tickets uh, on the away side. It was just with the, the rest of the West Ham fans. And the, the guy beside me, I think at some point figured out that, okay, this guy's not a West Ham fan. And uh, he, so he was sizing me up the whole night. And, and the thing is, my friend had a spare ticket, but it was, it was you know, on my own. So I was like, oh, that's fine. You know, I'll watch the game. We'll meet up afterwards and it'll be a good time. And yeah, I, I, I sat there petrified the whole time. But then when the bubbles came up, everyone singing the bubbles song, you know, and that was fantastic. Yeah. So that was that was very enjoyable. But um, I, but yeah, it, it, it's like when Liverpool sing, you'll never walk alone. Oh, my God. I was mm. I was just spellbound. I went, I went to an, I went to a night game. So we we beat them two 0 Lukaku and McCauley scoring, and um, oh, the days of West Brom had Lukaku, um, <laughs> and just to hear that under the the lights, my God, it's what it, it, it gives me chills even just talking about it. But yeah, um, but yeah, Man, Man City fans that they, they are in the bin, um, that they, yeah. they, they could the, the club could burn for all I care. Oh, yeah. um, so you are four for four. How confident okay. are you of beating Mr. Abbas right now? Oh, hun, this last one is a doozy. I saved the best for last. Okay, okay. Go on, then. This, one, this one's easy. So this is uh, tying into professional wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. So this person is... I never liked this person. This person, when when, they were, when he was coming up, there were a lot of fans. Um, I never understood the hype. I never understood why. Um, this person won a Royal Rumble. I was like, what the fuck? They made him win a Royal Rumble. This is ridiculous. Why would I know. they do that? Yep, I know who it is. I, know, I think I know who it is. So, um, okay. I, I don't want to give any more clues. Do you want to give me the initials? Um, A-D-R. Fantastic. Alberto Del Rio. Cannot kill him. Stand him. Kill, kill him, him now? with fire. Everything that happened yes. with Cage outside of the the ring. Look, I'm 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 not gonna be. I'll tell you something, right? I've worked a few inside the ropes tours, and you know this impression that you have of people sometimes uh, on screen d- isn't necessarily reflective of what they are behind the scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. the best example I'll give you is Edge. 
I worked this tour with Edge. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. I was really nervous. I, I bumped into mm-hmm. him at uh, uh, at Orlando Airport. And he was very nice. He took a selfie with me. I was, I was just lingering around like a creep trying to talk to him. But he was busy with his kids, <laughs> right? But I, it was the first time I was truly starstruck. You know, I, yeah. I didn't know what to say. I was quivering. I was shaking. I was like, oh, my God, my favorite wrestler. I'm coming here to do this production. And, and who do I meet? The first person, my favorite wrestler of all time. What are the odds? Yeah. So I meet this guy. That's incredible. And yeah, my, I, I, was, I sent my brother a voice note saying that, you know, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I sent him the selfie. And he's like, you know what? If they turned you around and sent you home, it was worth the trip. I was like, fuck, yeah, it was. <laughs> it honestly would have been worth the trip. And so... I, I I met him that one time, and then I was working the tour with him. And I met him backstage, and I was like, okay, that was just a brief encounter. What if he turns out to be an asshole? What if that whole Matt Hardy-Lita thing that had happened where, you know, there was an affair with Lita, and Matt Hardy, uh, with, with Edge and Lita, and, you know, she cheated on Matt Hardy, and obviously he didn't give a shit, and, you know, all, like they made it into a story. How could they do that? So I had all these thoughts running through my head. I was just concerned that... My, my, you know, not my childhood hero, but someone that I enjoyed thoroughly on TV would be ruined for me after I got yeah. to meet this person. And, you know, lo and behold, a complete 180 from what I expected. He turned out to be the fucking loveliest human being. I've, I've ever, this guy's a movie star. He's a TV star. He's a very handsome man. He could have any woman he wants. All the girls were swooning over him on this trip. Yeah. And, and, and on this tour, rather. And, and he was just the nicest, most humble, down-to-earth person. I had, an, I had a joke with him. Um, I, I, you know, I, I usually vlog the whole um, the tour from my perspective. And I, I edited the yeah. vlog. I posted it on YouTube. And I sent him. And so, so right after the tour, I was, I was driving uh, – sorry, I was taking the train back to London. And uh, on, the, <laughs> on the train – uh, Ali, Ali Satyan, he sends me a message and he goes like, hey, Edge just followed me on Twitter. I said, what? And I don't have Twitter notifications on, right? So I have to keep opening and checking. So so, um, so I was like, oh my God, you're so lucky. I was like, I wonder if he followed me. And I, I, open, Insta- uh, I open Twitter and I see that he's he followed me too. And I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit, I had a tear in my eye. I was like, I can't believe this has just happened. Like, you know, my favorite wrestler of all time. I, I come from a really, like, know-nothing city. No one really... Half the people on this planet only know Abu Dhabi recently. But, you know, I grew up where Abu Dhabi was like nothing. No one knew this place. Garfield yeah. used to send his girlfriend to Abu Dhabi because it was like a re- remote location. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyone who's a Garfield fan would know that he would always be like, I'm going to send you to Abu Dhabi. And, and no one knew what Abu Dhabi was. And so I come from there and I, I end up, you know, like watching these guys on TV. It's just larger than life personality. He's my favorite wrestler. And he follows me. And then, you know, from there, I meet this guy. And it was just, it was such a refreshing feeling to actually say, you know what? This is the nicest guy. And then I sent him the vlog that I completed. And he, he after a month, I get a, I get a DM from him saying, I just got around to watching this. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Tell all those lovable goofballs that that I love them too. And I was like, I can't wow. believe, I can't believe this guy's just DMing me. And then when he got injured, when he came back at the Rumble, I sent him a few messages. He always replies. And he always takes the time to make it a thoughtful message. So again, you know, I, coming back to Alberto Del Rio, I don't want to judge this guy 
outside of what I've seen because I don't know him. And it would be it would be an injustice to say that, you know, this guy's a piece of shit. He's had accusations and, you know, there are there are things that lead me to believe that, you know, yeah, he, he might not be a good person. But I will reserve my judgment until the day I actually get to meet him as a performer. As someone that I saw on my TV, I could not stand him. I just didn't enjoy his work. I didn't enjoy his wrestling. I didn't enjoy his promos. I didn't. Every time he was, it was the one time I was asked this question on my podcast as well. If I was ever not excited about a return, and my answer was Alberto Del Rio. I when he returned to face John Cena, I can't remember the name of the pay per view, but he came out of the hell of a cell. It was a hell. In, I, I thought as much. I, so yeah. He came out of hell in a cell. Uh, United States Championship Open Challenge. He comes out, the crowd pops, everyone's excited. He's with Zepp Coulter. And I look, I was like, not this guy. Come on. Ugh, is he back? Yeah. And and immediately I was just like, no, I don't want to see this guy. And, and uh, you know, there's only so much time that hype could last. And he, he his career just fizzled out again. You know, it was just, it just, it, it he doesn't have it. He just doesn't have what it takes to be a good professional wrestler. He's had... One good match, and that was with a big show, a last man standing match. That is it, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, there's not a single Alberto Del Rio match. There's not a, a single move that he does in the ring that convinces me that he's a good wrestler. I just cannot stand that man. I agree. I mean, he ruined the summer of punk. Um, mm-hmm. and he ruined the momentum punk had by cashing his money in the bank. I understand why he did it. Yeah. Money in the bank and all that crap. How the hell did he win a Royal Rumble and money in the bank in the same year? Baffled me, but I do have a Del Rio story. Go on. Yeah. I have actually met him. Um, so I went to the uh, same what culture show where I met, uh, Ricochet. Uh, he was, he was there facing Kurt Angle. He mm-hmm. angles last indie match before he went back to WWE. So angles just been announced to the hall of fame. Oh. And, um, so I go to the show and Drew McIntyre's there. Mm-hmm. So I'm in line to meet Drew, and I'm I'm next to I'm next to go and meet Drew, and I could just I, I felt someone behind me, so I, I turn around. It's Del Rio. Oh wow! And Del Rio went just just hide hide me. I'm there going, all right. Why the fuck can I hide you? You're fucking massive. <laughs> so I said, what are you doing? And I see Paige recording him. Whoa whoa whoa! Why are you recording? My, my, I did kind of make a comment, say, well, I know what happens with your recordings, but I didn't say it. Oh. And I was really tempted. But so Dario's behind me. And I'm like, okay, so he says, walk up, walk up. So well, I am, don't push me. So I'm walking up. Bear in mind, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm back chatting a fucking massive hench Mexican dude. Right. So I'm walking towards Drew Galloway and then I'm McIntyre and I move out of the way and he, he shouts boo at Drew and he uh, Drew nearly goes over the, the guardrail in fright. Right. And I start laughing and um ha- and shaking all that. He comes out Del Rio comes over to me and says, Oh thank you. I went I went, thank you, yeah, thank you for using me. And I shook his hand <laughs> and all that, yeah. I just I, I, I just had a vibe, I just didn't like him. And then I walked over to Drew and Drew went, Drew called me uh, uh, Drew Drew called me a horrible person. Oh. And I felt really bad there going, No, I didn't mean to he went no, I'm joking. And then, like, he looked just looked really... And I said to Drew, I said, because oh, he looked really fast. Do you want to get him a drink? He went, no, no, honestly, mate, it's fine, it's fine. And I said, no, I'll go and get one. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to use me. Please, please don't be angry at me, you big scary Scottish man. <laughs> <laughs> He's so massive in person. Drew, right? Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I knew he was tall. 
But I didn't. Yeah. I look. He comes in because he was late. He was late to the to the meet and greet. Uh-huh. So we're all just waiting for him. And then all you see is this big hench, ponytailed dude, walking around. Go and if anyone says anything about his ponytail, you will die. He is. Yeah, he he's is just such, terrifying. He's such, he's such a ma- like. When uh, the same uh, day in Toronto, I was doing the the interviews. He was one of the people that he came in later on. He wasn't scheduled to do any interviews, I think. And he comes in. And I, I walk up to him. I was like, hey, Drew, uh, do you mind if I get uh, get an interview with you? And he says, yeah, 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 of course. And he's like, um, I said, oh, I'm, I'm representing inside the ropes. Obviously, I had to you know, throw in the Scottish thing. And he looked at me, and he didn't seem to believe me. And I said, yeah, I know what you're thinking, Kenny McIntosh. He's like, yeah, where's Kenny? I said, well, Kenny's stuck in, in New York. So he's like, ah, okay, okay, okay. So I said, yeah, so I'm representing inside the ropes. And so he had, he took a jab at Kenny. He laughed at him and stuff. And he was just the, the loveliest man. He was so soft-spoken. He, he was very, very nice. I've, I've not, I've not met, I've, I've met Ricochet as well. Um, we, we, well, there's someone I knew who he sort of knew as well. And uh, so I spoke to him about that. He was very nice as well but i've never yeah. met del rio which is why i want to reserve my my judgment on his character because it's not fair for me to you know people today just want to lash out at people for one thing that they see i don't want to be that person i don't want to be that type of person saying that oh this person is a terrible person without actually meeting him and judging him from my interaction yeah. with him i've heard some nice things about him as well but you know there yeah. are certain things in the public's eye that that aren't great Especially with what's come out in Texas, but we won't dive into that. She says allegations yeah. and stuff like that. But I will say this though: Tito Ortiz making of his bitch made me smile. <laughs> yeah, I I and, think and, that yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, to be honest, out of those two people, Del Rio and Tito Ortiz, to have Tito Ortiz be the person you're rooting for says a lot about uh, Del Rio's yeah. character. Yeah, that you root for Tito Ortiz. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I, what I love just one more thing about this uh, because Dalrio is in the bin, by the way. You are five for five. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that Tito Ortiz now owns Dalrio's WWE title. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, I, it just made me smile so much when I saw it happen. But yeah, you are five for five. Dalrio is happily burning um, in the barrel bin of destiny. I'm so happy he's there. Um, <laughs> oh. do, you, do, uh, do you feel like do, do you feel do you feel cathartic right now? Do you feel better? I feel I feel I. You know the only reason why I feel that way is because Asada Bas can get five, so I'm kind of I'm, I'm riding that. <laughs> I'm riding that pony do, to the sunset. So, do, do, do you know what I'm gonna do right now? After this finishes, yeah. I'm gonna phone him. I just rub oh, it should. in his face. Oh, you I should. Have... Oh, <laughs> tell, I'm, tell I'm him phone. I say hi. <laughs> um, I will say this though he did want what because I told him you were going to the barbers before this podcast and he said oh right. what he's got no hair and he said ask him about his arms because he's got no hair and they're going no I can't ask him this so Asad <laughs> wanted me to Asad wanted me to shame you about your hair does he, so... does he understand how bald people work because it's not like you don't have any hair I mean he he wouldn't understand he's a little you know baby cub himself but yeah, he, I mean, he'll get there at some point. We're brown people. We bald. We're all bald. He's oppressively hairy. Yeah, I've seen him. He, Jesus he, he looks like he he looks like an Ewok. I wasn't sure if he was wearing a sweater or not. 
couldn't tell. No, I didn't you, know where his sweater began and where it ended. No, I mean, you, uh, I've, I've seen glimpses of it, and I just look at it and go, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What we could do is we could actually take his chest hair if, mm-hmm. and just put, just basically, just like, re, we could relay a football picture just Assad's chest hair and still have um, some left over. Yeah. Where, which country is hosting the next World Cup? <laughs> Tell, let them know. Qatar. Oh yeah, yeah. Send him over there. Be like, hey, listen. Would you like? Would you like? It's gonna be dark, so you just need to get like a glow glow ball. Maybe you know, add some like lights or something. And boom, you have like electric football or something. Something never seen before. Ah, oh, Assad Abbas, the man of many, many no, he isn't man of many talents. A man of one talent of being hairy. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say though, I will, I will, I, will, I would never throw a set of bus into the fire. He's, he's, he's lovely. As much as I nearly did. As I mean, you know, he's, he's one of your best friends. I, if, if, if at some point they don't push you to that point, are they really your best friend? No, I mean, I've, I mean, I've wanted to kill him many times. Oh yeah, but I, I can. See I mean, that. I can see why. I did, but when, before we, I mean, we went to the Goldust show together in Birmingham. Okay. Uh, Goldust, lovely, lovely person to me. Absolutely, hundred yeah. gentleman. And we just sat there laughing. And I've got a story about Kenny with this. So Virgil, so Goldust got something about Virgil, and he said Virgil's dick was this was like a baby's arm holding an apple. Oh gosh. And then Kenny makes a comment going, "I wish I was like that," and I just go, "Ah." And every, everyone starts laughing. I get the look of death from Kenny. Asad just keeps hitting me going, why have you done that for? Why have you done that for? And then what he did as well for me is he got me when I went to Awesome Con came to Birmingham. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't go to that. I was um, I was playing football, but I, was, I wasn't I was in Birmingham. I was gutted because I could I could have got there because I, I was back for football. Stupid, stupid things. But he got me a, a side picture from Awesome Kong. And because my name is spelt the Welsh way, right? Uh, he's got uh, two. I, I, I can get it right now, just so I could just read it. Just, just so mm-hmm. I could just quickly read it to him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, two Reese, come get a piece, you fat Welsh bastard. Oh wow! That was from uh, that, that, that. Assad made her write that. Wow. And uh, <laughs> that's true love. I, I looked at him and I went. Right. I have no issue with the fat one. Uh-huh. It's the Welsh one. I'm not Welsh. My name is Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we, do, we just we just laugh at it and we have... Uh, I do love him, though. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to phone him soon. This is finished. Just to rub it in his face. Uh, but before you go, KJ, do you want to do your plugs? Uh yeah, uh you can you can follow me at that KJ guy uh on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook. I'm in all those places. Uh, if you want to hear me, I'm uh, available on the Roped In podcast every week. I do UFC, WWE, AEW, all pay per views, everything for free. It's on whatever wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, etc. Um, I also work with Inside the Ropes, Patreon, dot com forward slash Inside the Ropes. We do the Pot of Thunder behind there. And uh, more recently, itrwrestling.com, where Ollie and I have uh, a show called The Wrestling Roast, where everything that happens in that week of wrestling, we, we compile whatever we want to talk about, and we basically make fun of it. So that's that's the premise of the podcast. 30 minutes, and I we're mean, done. I mean, I just love seeing all, all I saw was fisted vegans, and I cried. 
<laughs> that, that honestly, I just saw that tagline, that 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 bit in the community, and I could, I just went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, that, that, <laughs> our sense of humor is a bit uh, different, let's say. <laughs> oh, but by the way, I am shocked that you two went would go would go as uh, Mark Henry of the Hand when I asked you what would you go as in the Thunderdome. I'm so shocked at you both. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you went as Fit Finley and Hornswoggle, which is even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, you can find me on Twitter at rsorts995. Uh, you follow Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinions. Uh, you can find us at Spotify, Podbean, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, KJ, it's been an absolute pleasure having you do this. Um, uh, honestly, I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I hope you, you have as well. I really have, yeah. Never done this before, so it was it was really nice doing this. Yeah, I it was it was perfect. But um until next time guys, uh goodbye.